Hi, I'm Leanne Kim, and this is The Business of Thinking Big, the podcast where we talk all things business mindset, strategy, and hustle. So if you're looking to grow your revenue, serve more dream clients, and create amazing new possibilities, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Business of Thinking Big. I'm your host and business coach, Leanne Kim, and we are going to have a ton of fun today. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to give another listener shout out. This one is from the Part-Time Jungle. Oh my gosh, I just love that name, who says, I've been enjoying all of Leanne's podcast episodes. She has practical advice and explains things clearly with enthusiasm and great examples. She explains all the things business in a way that just makes sense. However, her recent one around perfectionism, which was December 5th, was particularly helpful. It was like she could read my mind and just got me. I can get so caught up in the making everything just right that it really prevents me from moving forward. I'm trying to let go, but it's uncomfortable. I love how Leanne stressed that we should be focusing on building connections instead. This episode is one in particular I will be listening to again. Well, part-time jungle, thank you so much for that. And I think you touch on something so important is that whenever you find a podcast you love and an episode that's really working for you, absolutely take the time to revisit it. I am so grateful that this episode had meaning for you and I'm grateful that you took the time to share it with everybody else. Today is going to be a really fun episode because I want to get you thinking about your special sauce. That's right. The thing that you have that nobody else has. Because here's the thing, peeps. Here's what I see. I see a lot of us being really hard on ourselves and we're not acknowledging ourselves for all our special, unique gifts and talents and all the years of experience that we have. And in fact, earlier today, I was in a coaching call with someone who is notorious for this. She's actually been on the show before, so I'm not going to name any names. She knows who she is. But she is so gifted at helping people and so in so many ways, and yet she struggles with acknowledging how she does that, she, or even that she does that. She struggles with acknowledging that she's got a lot to offer. Now, my guess is some of you are listening to this going, yep, that's me. I'm struggling big time with this. I don't acknowledge my own special gifts enough. Um, I see a lot of women, especially women. I'm sure men do this as well, but I really see a lot of women doing this. It's the classic, you know, someone will pay us a compliment and we'll say, thanks, but it was blah, 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 blah. And we'll, you know, justify it away or we'll reason it away, which is a really, really bad habit that I have been guilty of. Um, when we, what we really should be saying is just thank you. Thanks so much for those kind words. And then moving on. Um, but oh no, 
when people have wonderful things to say about us, it makes us feel uncomfortable, usually because we're not comfortable with the spotlight. Um, many of the women that I coach, of course, are business owners, but many of them are moms and they spend a lot of their days taking care of others, making other people the spotlight or the focus. And so when the tables are turned and they are the focus of attention, they feel a little uncomfortable. However, if we don't understand our special sauce, what makes us so amazing, then we are challenged in the marketing department. It is really hard to go out and tell people why they should hire us if we don't already understand that ourselves. And if we're not willing to do that, then I would say, are they even going to hire us? If we can't articulate, you know, I always used to say, think about the why hire me statement or the why hire me part of your website. That's where we need to be thinking about what are the reasons why somebody would choose me over somebody else. Now, back in the early days when I was first launching a business, my why hire me section was always about my ability to sell. I leaned hard into the things that I knew I was good at that not everybody else was good at. So I would say things like, you know, 15 years experience in sales and marketing and people would go, wow, that sounds really great. Or, you know, have a proven track record of selling millions of dollars worth of product every year. Again, super impressive, right? So I leaned on what I felt was the most obvious and maybe the most easy thing, but what I wasn't good at, and I'm frankly still working on, is understanding those more nuanced, um, maybe more personality-based things that we don't always want to shout from the rooftop. So I'll give you a few examples as we go along in this episode. But my hope for you today is you're going to leave this episode feeling so friggin' amazing about yourself. I want you to get out a notepad and pen because I'm going to ask you some questions and some things to think about so that you can really hone in on what your own unique blend is, what your own special sauce is. Once you have this, it's going to help you in your marketing. It's going to help you in your selling. It's going to help you make better connections, which will help you build more powerful relationships. It is going to be all the good things, but you have to be willing to sit down with me, take a few quiet minutes and do the work. So I'm going to ask you, a few things to think about. When we start to define our special sauce, uh, I said special sauce. Um, <laughs> when we start to define our special sauce, I want you thinking about two distinct areas. The first one is your skills and strengths. So these would be the things that you do best. They're more tactical, they're more practical. I want you to just take a minute, pause this recording if you need to, and jot this down. What are the things that you were just really gifted at? Your top skills and strengths. So for example, if you are a graphic designer, you might say, I'm really great at creating logos or something like that. Or if you are a coach or consultant, you might say, I'm really great at helping people move forward in whatever they want to move forward in. So just take a few minutes and get clear on those top skills and strengths. What do you do better than anybody else you know in your field? Get really crystal clear on that. And like I say, pause this episode anytime you need to. And then the next half of that is 
your unique gifts. So unlike skills and strengths, skills and strengths are more things that we have learned that we now do for a living, right? They're practical, they're tactical, they're things like, you know, website design or copywriting or taking great photos, Um, but they're not the unique gifts. So these tend to be more the things that you were just born with, the special talents, the special God-given gifts. And I would also say, if the skills and strengths are the what you do, then the unique gifts are the way you do it. So for example, one of my unique gifts is I have uh, a way of, (laughs) I'm known for this in my family, of making things a little lighter, making things a little happier, right? I'm a pretty positive person. I tend to bring a positive energy to any room or any conversation. And so that's not specifically a skill. That's not something I went to school for or learned or practiced a lot. I was just always that way ever since I was a little girl. Um, Another unique gift of mine that's kind of related is I love making people laugh. Even when I was a little girl, my sister would tell me that I would stand up at like my parents' dinner parties and I would just do these crazy things and sing songs and put on performances. And I would have the whole table of adults laughing their butts off. So um, that I would say is a unique gift of mine that I have a strong sense of humor. And, you know, you know, I've said this before, I think I'm pretty funny. Not everyone does, but, (laughs) but I sure do. And that's what counts. Um, So pause for a minute and ask yourself that question. What are my unique gifts? What are some of the unique ways in which I do things? So, you know, again, the skills are the things I do, but this would be the way that I do it. So I love just starting there and just allowing you some time and space to just brainstorm on this. And here's what I'll say. If you're struggling with this, a great thing to do is to bring your best friend or your spouse or a sibling, someone who really knows you, bring them, bring those people into this conversation so you don't have to do it alone. If you're really struggling, my guess is you haven't done this a lot and you need this episode more than anyone, really, if you're not taking the time to acknowledge your skills, your strengths, your special gifts the thing that you bring to the world, then you really need to be doing this work. So don't shy away from it just because it's hard. I want you to, in fact, if it is hard, I want to encourage you to double down on this work because again, my goal for you is you leave this episode feeling happy and excited and inspired to do more, inspired to share the message about what you're amazing at, what your special sauce is. Okay. So beyond those two questions, I have a few more prompts for you today that I think might help. So what I'm going to do is give you the start of a sentence and you are going to complete it. Again, pause this episode anytime. So the first one is, I want you to complete this statement. I am best at, and just list those things. I am best at. So one of the things I think I'm best at is speaking. I love this podcast. I love speaking to you all every week, but I also love speaking on a stage. It's something I'm actually working on getting better at, even better at. But I would say that's one of the things that I am best at. So you go ahead and fill in that statement for yourself. I am best at. Okay, this next prompt is, my clients love how I... 
fill in the blank. What do your clients tell you that they just love about you? So again, my, my, my thought on this is some of you may be receiving these kind words and brushing them off or moving on, not accepting the feedback. So that's a problem, but think about it. And if you have to, you can go to any testimonials or maybe online reviews, Google reviews, Facebook reviews, read their words if you need to, or bring them into some calls and ask them, what do you love about working with me? I know that can feel super uncomfortable, but it can be super insightful as well. So go ahead and complete that statement. My clients love how I... Da, 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 da. Maybe you're just really good at remembering the details. Maybe you're you're the kind of, you know, uh, coach, consultant, service provider that remembers all of your clients' birthdays, or you remember all of their special wants and needs, and you were able to deliver that back. I'll tell you, I went and got a massage recently. It was one of the first, one of the only dudes I've ever had massages from. His name is Mike. He's amazing. And I loved him so much the first time I came back the second time and he remembered, well, he took notes on it, let's be honest, but he showed me that he cared and remembered all my preferences. Like how amazing was that? He was telling me all the things that he remembered from our last session that he had arranged for again. And I was like, holy cow, this is above and beyond. I think I actually said the words to him, Mike, you've anticipated my every need. Now that is a very special skill that not everybody has. So if that's you, jot that down right now. My clients love how I remember all the tiny details or whatever. Okay, here's the next prompt. My education in this area consists of fill in the blank. Now, many of you might be self-taught in the area that you're in, but my guess is a lot of you have actually gone to school for what you do or you've received in-depth training on what you do. So if that's the case, this is something, again, that it may seem insignificant to you, but it might be the thing that a client goes, wow, that's impressive. You know, one of the things I've mentioned on the show before is that I have done coaching training with what I think is one of the best institutes in the entire world to do coaching training, the Adler Institute. Um, and so although I don't talk about it very much, mostly because my my clients and would-be clients never ask, to be honest. They never ask, do you have any training as a coach? Um, but I do. I've, I've studied with some of the best in the world and certainly the best in my area. So this is something that while you may not put that front and center all the time, you could be weaving this in more. And the next one is kind of related to that. It is my years of experience in this area consist of, or you could take out the word years if you don't love that. Uh, for some of you, it might be decades. That was certainly the case for me in terms of my sales and marketing experience. But for some of you that may not be relevant, it might be more the kinds of experience. So my experience in this area consists of, and then share. I find this especially helpful with early business owners who think they don't know anything and why would anyone choose me? And I say, wait a second, wait a second. Your business might only be six months old, but how long have you been doing this kind of work? I'm thinking of a few of my home stager and interior design clients who will say things like, oh, well, I've been redecorating rooms for like the last 15 years, but I've only been in business for a couple months. And I'll say, whoa, let's focus on the experience that you have, not so much on the paid experience. So 
what are some of the experiences that you have in your area that maybe you're not acknowledging yet? Maybe you've transitioned from a previous career into a new business. That was the case with me. I didn't have a lot of coaching experience per se, but I had a lot of sales and marketing experience, which I leaned heavily on because I knew that was one of the things that people would hire me for. I knew that I knew a lot of female business owners that were struggling in that area. So I leaned into that and I was able to build my client roster really quickly. So what does that experience look like for you? Go ahead, toot your own horn, jot it down. Let's get clear on all the amazing things that you've made happen. Okay, this next one, again, it might not be for everyone, but the awards, accolades, or mentions I have received consist of, and then fill in the blanks. So you might be new to what you're doing. You might not have a lot of awards necessarily, but have you been mentioned in any articles or blogs? Have you been featured on anyone's podcast? This is something I just realized today. I was like, wow, I've actually partnered with quite a few people and gotten on their blogs and podcasts over the years. I should be featuring that. Like I should really be highlighting that on my website. I am not. Um, So, you know, that's something I need to work on. But that goes for you as well. Have you won any awards? Have you received any prestigious accolades that you should be sharing more about? Remember, the more we can share about what's great about us, the more the right customer is going to say, okay, I want in on more of what she's got, right? Remember, we're not looking to attract everybody. We're just looking to attract the right people. And I'm simply showing you a few different pieces of your story you might be able to leverage more. Okay, so this last one, the results or outcomes I help people achieve consist of. Again, this is a great one for anyone who's new to this. I'm thinking of some of my... um, clients, my, some of my coaching clients who are coaches, life coaches or other types of coaches, I'm thinking of them, uh, a few of them who haven't had, you know, decades of experience as a coach, they're relatively new, but when they think about it, they've actually been helping people re- achieve results in their life for a long time. I always say when you're a coach, you know that you've been a coach your whole life. This is something that I used to sweep under the rug so much when I was younger and I didn't think I could make a living helping people, I really just didn't think it was possible for me. Um, so I was ignoring this side of me. But when I think about it, I've been coaching people for decades, thinking even back to my university days. A lot of my favorite early job experiences were things like teaching and coaching. Um, I lived in Japan for two years and I taught English to high school students and I love that experience. So really I have been educating and coaching and speaking for decades, for most of my life. Um, And it's just been the last few years that I've really embraced that. So what are some of those outcomes or results you've helped people achieve? List them out. You know, if you're a money coach, get clear on how much money you help people make or how much money you help people save or how much you've helped people build their confidence. Think about that. If you're a health coach, list out those health coach results, those those wellness results you've helped people achieve. More importantly, how have people started to feel as a result of your 
work with them and your guidance. I think this is so important. And one of the books I'm going to reference here is a book called Building a Story Brand. If you have not read this book or done any story brand work, the author is Donald Miller. He is a genius, in my opinion. He's a marketing genius. And what he shares is that we don't want to be sold to. We want to see a story. In this journey, we are actually not the hero of the story. Our customers are the hero of the story and we are the guide. So where have you guided people? Where have you been a good guide? And one of the best ways you can start to do to weave this into your marketing is by sharing. I'm, I'm going to say, I hear a lot of people talk about testimonials. I got great testimonials. Where can I share my testimonials? I'm going to say testimonials are great in written form for things like a sales page of a program or, you know, on your testimonials page of your website. But just the sole use of testimonials as is, is a little bit dated and we're moving more away from that and we're moving more toward storytelling. And one of the ways that we can tell or one of the best stories we can tell about our business is the success stories of our clients, aka case studies. So a case study is really you helping your customers share their own story with you as the guide and them as the hero. And one of the easiest ways to do that is to bring them into a video conversation. So whether that's Facebook Live or it's a recorded video you put up on Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever, um, there are obviously limitations with each, with each one of these platforms. But there's a lot of storytelling you can do. And the mistake we make is we think we have to talk about our special sauce all the time. But what we can start to do is once we understand our special sauce, we can invite our dream clients in for that conversation, which we can use for our marketing. And you're probably thinking, where have I seen this before? I do this all the time with this podcast. And if you are a podcaster, business owner, you should absolutely be doing the same thing. Because if I think about any of the women that I've had on this show, Melanie Sutherland, who talked about pivoting to a leadership role, or Tamitha Denyes, who's come on and she's talked about selling her experience in terms of creating a course, a knowledge-based digital asset. Like these women are friggin' outstanding women who are making big things happen in their business. And so by sharing their stories, there's somebody listening to that going, wait a second, that's me. That's the problem I'm having. And she helped her. Maybe she can help me. So that's the connection we want to start to make. But it starts with defining your special sauce. Because if you're not clear on that, then how can you bring someone in to tell the story? You can't, really. You won't know, you won't know how to guide them. You won't know what story to focus on because you're not clear. So you need to get clear on the special sauce, the thing that you want people to know about you, that thing that you want them to see as, you know, the thing that makes you stand out in a crowd. I know that this can be challenging, but that's why I gave you those questions and those prompts today. So if you've listened to the episode and you haven't done the work, I'm going to say you're leaving money on the table here, people. You are missing out on an opportunity to get to know yourself and your strengths better. Do this work. It is going to be game changing. If you've never done this, I guarantee it's going to be a game changer. All of a sudden, you'll start seeing opportunities 
to leverage this stuff, to share this stuff in new and interesting ways on your social media and in sales conversations. Honestly, I'm not exaggerating when I say it can be game changing, but you got to do the work first. So I hope this episode has been helpful. I hope just as you're listening to this, you're already seeing that you are friggin' dynamite. You are making amazing things happen. You are changing lives. This is what I see every single day. These female entrepreneurs who have got what it takes and they're getting amazing results and they're making a massive impact on the world, but they're watering it down. They're not acknowledging their special sauce and they're not shouting it from the rooftops. And so I recognize not all of us are ready to shout it from the rooftops yet. But that's why I say start with this step. Start by just getting clear, defining your special sauce for yourself. And I guarantee once you do that, amazing things will start to happen. I promise you. Okay, that's it for me. Have an awesome day. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the business of thinking big. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. We would love it if you could leave us a review on iTunes, which will help more people like you find the show. And of course, you can learn more at leannekim.com.